Hey, this is Tech. I'm back from the motherland. Episode 39. Here we go. Awana. So, like, <laughs> now you're recording with all my ideas. <laughs> hey, because I have uh, bad memory, man. Got to record all okay. of this. What were you so, saying? I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about just like flipping my my uh, monitor around, putting mm. the chair on the other side, and pulling pulling the desk away from the wall a little bit, and then mm. doing some like sound panel decoration, like either the blacks and blues or all black or something like that against the wall there, mm. so that I can just kind of make it look look like it's a professional studio, to kind of. I don't know what your thoughts are there, but essentially you kind of see like in between there and my bookshelf, I'll just be sitting on that side over there. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. And then I don't have to use a background, which is hurting some of the video quality, right? Yeah. And I use the, the background mic. stuff like that. And I can yeah. like, I can hang up a good vibes, whatever, if I want to at that point. But so you know those are just some of the thoughts i'm having to try and like level up from my side <laughs> yeah that'd be dope and i think i look i was looking up the video stuff like um how other people get high quality uh zoom or podcast is yeah, that yeah. They, they record they record on their end and then they drop box their their material to the editor so everyone's recording like their With own another camera yeah like you know how i have my camera set up i'm recording on that camera so what would be the camera angle would it be like like there something like that would that be like a good camera angle type of thing where it's a little from the side or what do you think mm, i think straight on because like straight straight on like yeah, down here yeah but up more yeah straight on yeah yeah so just just almost the same as your as your your main camera yeah okay well just what i saw on some of the things like some of the camera this is what i'm trying to mimic here is no you know when we were in texas and you had all the different angles bro from yeah. like everything when it when people are talking and it's kind of looking from the side but maybe showing like two people it just looks super professional you know, yeah. having different camera angles when people talk but you like the straight on so i mean so ultimately maybe it's better to have like two cameras right like running all the time um but again i don't want this on your plate this is probably like at the end of the day when we can pay an engineer when we're profitable enough we can have an engineer edit our videos for us yeah when we have our north carolina compound or even early <laughs> hell yeah man my mind has been all up in this infinite baking concept right so so the, so the important thing though is i have enough money to put in it where it's beneficial right so like the the real benefit would be if i had two hundred thousand, i could pay my house off i could pay all my car notes off and then um essentially i i missed out on having to pay all the interest on all those other things right so i say that now i can take that and invest it in the next property that i want to use right and and do that however though there's a the last thing you posted, I think, was the most insightful, where it's like you've got your management company, which pays your other company, which pays the, the trust, which pays the like you got to have it, the whole thing done, I think, really, really well, like laid out. And that's going to cost probably like to have all that stuff laid out. It's probably going to cost you five to ten grand to get everything organized in the proper way, in addition to have 
your infinite money. banking loan. Yeah. So it's like the end goal is there, uh, but just figuring out to get some more cash flow, <laughs> right? Got to start which, with the LLC. We, yeah. Right, right. Start with the LLC, which is you know that's what I've yeah. I've already started with tech. You know <clears throat> whatever you're gonna name your what. By the way, that is dope. <laughs> AF. <What> is, <laughs> to not drop f f bombs on here. Did you make Kansas that one? City. No, did I didn't make this one. Oh. I like the design. Um, but yeah, so I lost my train of thought. Your hat was so good. Uh, yeah, uh, the LLCs. So, everybody yeah. make the LLCs. Uh-huh. That's a good yeah. point, Tech. Yeah, you got to start with the LLC, and then from the LLC, that's when you go into your S-Corp to fund your LLC, and then all the way down. Mm-hmm. Did you watch all the infinite banking stuff already? Yeah, I watched it a couple months ago. Okay, okay. It's pretty good info, man. Yes. I mean, it's, it, this is like leveling up type stuff where it's good that we, we find out before we have all our money, right? Because once we have our money, we know where to go with it. Yeah. Oh, I see, Jay. If, is there Cause a way gonna, you can... Because yeah, go there's going to be a time to invest coming up soon once everything falls. Once the recession hits, that's that's the perfect time to start investing into things. Isn't it funny how like when all that turmoil and all the stuff be crashing, that's when like the Uber rich just get richer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, isn't that the weirdest thing? Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, I like that angle right there, Jake, on your camera view for the second camera. Yeah, cool. that's that. Yeah, I like that one. That's dope. That's the weirdest thing. I don't know. And, and you know, you know, the thing I was reading in that book is when they were having the uh, Great Depression, those insurance companies kept making money. And each member who had those whole life, high cash value, whole life insurance policies, they paid a dividend during the freaking, what is it? The Great Depression. Those people still made money. Oh, I think Jake, disappears. Are, you, are you doing a magic trick right now? What is it? The <laughs> <laughs> disappearing cup. <laughs> the flying cup. But yeah, man. Oh, a lot of stuff going on. But we How's got, my audio? Good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Tech is good. But yeah, got tech back in the US soil. <laughs> Welcome back, would, tech. I would say it's good to be back, but it started snowing today. <laughs> Sheesh. It's starting to get cold. Yeah, there's a big storm coming over you guys right now. It's going to be there for a minute, probably until Tuesday. Yeah, it started last night. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more storm coming through. They, do you guys see all the weather? Whatever, they, there's like a California's getting pounded right now, getting floods all over the place, north and southern California. Excuse me? Yeah. All over the place, from top to bottom, straight up floods, man. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you guys been paying attention to any of that? The what do they call it? The air river of stream or something? No, nope. I saw a little bit about it, but yeah, they're getting some pretty big storms over there. Yeah, and it's actually today is the fifteenth. Uh, while we're recording this podcast, it's the one year anniversary. Since um, the big uh, volcanic eruption, atomic bomb that went off in uh, the little friendly islands of Tonga, it's been a year since that to the date. Today's the 15th. It's been a year ago. And 
we're fortunate enough to have our brother Tech back here with us. He was just recently there, and we want to just talk to him about his his trip, man. So, Tech, explain to us what happened in, in Tonga. How was your trip to Tonga, bro? I think my mic went out. Yeah. No, you're good, out. Tech. Oh. Yeah, it went out. It went out a little bit. But while Tech is handling <sighs> that, I was watching a video earlier this morning when I was at um the jobby job. Did you know that that um that earthquake or not earthquake, but that volcano had the power of forty? What are they saying? Four thousand Hiroshima bombs. Jeez. Let me make sure I'm saying that correctly. Let me let me look that up real quick. It had the equivalent power of so many of these bombs, um, Hiroshima bombs. Let me look that up real quick. So I'm not lying to you guys listening. Let's see. But yeah, it's crazy. One year ago, we were from today, we were just all up in the news and kind of scared when that thing happened. It happened kind of late in the night too. I mean, during our time, but early in the morning, um, back in Tonga, let's see here. Do you look this up? Just want to make sure I'm sharing the correct information with y'all. All right, I'm back. So what happened? Otis was talking about how powerful that the, the, you know it's roughly the one year anniversary of the volcano that erupted in in Tonga, and he's uh, looking for the reference on how powerful it was. Um, we think it was the same impact as four thousand Hiroshima bombs but he's looking it up to be accurate here. Do you remember what it was, Tech? Uh, I don't remember what it was, but talking to the people in Tonga, it was like, there's like three booms. And then really? the last, yeah, and the last one, they kind of like, the trees were like leaning. That's that like from the wind. It's just interesting. Like, I wonder how much it lessened the impact from it because it was underwater first of all right yeah so so it was underwater or maybe it amplified it you know who knows right but you'd think that it was softened it a little bit in my unscientific <laughs> yeah. I, I found it here it is right here I'll okay let's go notice mic. play it into the mic the Honga eruption ejected something in the order of seven cubic kilometers of material Scientists calculate the power of this blast is equivalent to 4,000 Hiroshima bombs. In the age of satellite imagery, this is by far the biggest eruption we've seen. Yeah, so it's equivalent. The power of that, the power of that, Freaking volcano eruption was equivalent to four, four thousand Hiroshima bombs, bro. That is freaking huge. And if you go back and look Thanks. at the like pictures of it, it looks like an atomic bomb went off. Don't let me get started on all the conspiracy theories I heard about <laughs> that damn volcano. No, I'm serious. Like people were saying, like even people in Tonga were like, uh, I know Luther's family was like, they said it was like a bomb, like it wasn't. It wasn't normal, but tech. What were you saying? Uh, I, I, while I was looking at that, what were you saying about the trees? Yeah, from what they're saying, that the was 
that last boom, mm-hmm. all the trees were like leaning from the wind. So it was like almost tilted. Dang. But they said uh, from the stories I got from my, my cousins is that it's been happening since September. Mm, yeah, there was a small one. You know, they mm-hmm. see, you know, it, there was like lightning and thunders just right around that area since September. And then it okay. finally erupted in January. Okay, so notice I have uh, pulled up NASA uh, with them talking about this. Yeah. And so what it says is, so when it erupted on January 15th, it sent atmospheric shockwaves, sonic booms, and tsunami waves. Mm-hmm. So maybe that can kind of explain why. Um, so the atm- atmospheric gravity and sound waves, right? So there's like two types of waves that went out. Mm-hmm. That kind of explains it. And then also... Just, you know, imagining, you know, the the quote that you just showed, which, you know, is equivalent to 4,000, why it would seem like a potential bomb, why people would think that is because literally a volcano is more powerful than atomic bombs going off, right? So that's why it's going to feel, it, it would have similar, uh, I, I would have, you know, not having witnessed any of them, but, you know, it would seem that that's why it would seem similar and why you could have stories, you know, in conspiracy theories and all sorts mm-hmm. of things because you're, talking about that kind of power yeah absolutely like um did you talk to them how about how their ears and like how they felt during that time tech were you able to talk to them about that uh some of them didn't want to talk about it because they were pretty emotional about it but for the most part the ones that were able to talk to they was talking about like uh they just thought it was the end of the world because that happened here, and then they seen on the news that we're dying here of the coronavirus. So they were just in shock. Like, this is it. Yeah. Damn. That's deep. So actually, I, I forgot. I have actually felt what it's like to have, uh, to be in range of a bomb blast. When I was on my mission in Spain, the, the the there's a Basque group called ETA and they're fighting for their their freedom. They're not recognized as a country and they live essentially between Spain and France and the border over there. And they want to be recognized as their own country, right? So they would blow up banks and buildings and mostly ATMs. Typically, they were not trying to hurt anybody, but they were just trying to get their message across. But they were extremists. They were blowing stuff up, right? Mm-hmm. And so about six blocks from my, uh, my flat where we were staying at, they blew up a, a six-story building and when that bomb went off, I felt I felt the the wave go through like go through my body, and so literally you can kind of it's almost like you can feel the your organs move. So and that was just a weak little bomb, right? So you're just feeling like it feels really weird. So I can only imagine you're like you just said something far far more powerful than that happening to them. You know, tsunami warnings. I, I can only imagine how crazy they must have been, you know, how they must have been, been feeling, you know, seeing the water come up, feeling the, the, you know, the blast come from, from sound, you know, probably knocked them. You know, I, I didn't knock any of them over, over tech. Did you hear any stories like that? Yeah. So on the West side of Tonga, the, there was a couple of resorts there that were pretty popular and they got totally wiped out by the, by the wave, by the sound wave by, or by the water uh, tsunami. By the tsunami, okay. Yeah, 
you'll see you'll if you drive through those little towns those little villages you can see like cars being stacked up on each other you'll see like the vehicles that were at the resorts they'll be like on top of the you know in the middle of the farmlands still jeez Otis, check out the the link that I posted in the chat for you right there. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of shows like a, a good little picture of what happened and mm-hmm. you know all the different waves going. I don't know if there's a way that we can share it. I mean, this yeah. is the NASA website, so we know it's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, what is this? How can I share that? Let me see. Advanced sharing. And you know, there's a lot of little islands in Tonga, and there's one island that. You know, you know the story where that guy swam, what nine hours to Tonga. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, but that was... little that little island is called Atata, and that from the tsunami, it was one island, and then after the tsunami, it split that island in half. So there's two islands now. So was he blasted like into the water, or the the or it split in half, or like how did that whole story happen, Tech? I have no idea of the whole the details of that story, but I just know that he's. They say that he swam for nine hours to to Tonga. That's wild, bro. That is crazy. So now they moved. Some of those people moved to Tonga because they, you know, didn't want to take the risk of that happening again. So they built them a little village. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Atata City. Oh, on the west side. The west side of Tonga. What um, what uh, what other village is it close to? Um, man, I don't remember. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of little villages. Let me look it up. So you were gone from you left a little bit after Christmas, right? You took yeah, off December twenty seventh, and then you just recently got back. How long ago did you get back? Thursday. Thanks. So you were there for a good minute, man. Yeah, about two weeks or so. Very nice. You had the time of your life, I bet, no? Bro, the food over there is on a different level, man. Yeah, how do you mean? Man, it just tastes so different out there. Like, all I ate out there was uh, loose seepy. Mm-hmm. And the seepy out there, man, you know, the seepy out here, you got to you kind of like gonna chew at it mm-hmm. over there. That thing melts like butter. <laughs> Do they get their CP from New Zealand or it's right, right from Tonga? Uh, I think it's New Zealand, oh. but wherever they got it from, it, it was delicious. Good. I yeah. heard, I heard the, yeah, I heard the in the Pacific, they have the, that's where the best, like including New Zealand, right? South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the best sheep sheep is. Can you guys see the screen? Yeah. That's lamb. Oh, yeah. For, for those of you know, CP is lamb. Bro, so this... Oh, so the it happened underneath the water. That's where the explosion happened, huh? Yeah. And wow. look, look, unusual electric currents. Like, mm. check... Like, just the, I wonder, wonder what that feels like, too. You know, with it going off like that. Well, just they like said our, our body can probably feel something off with electric. You know, that's why probably you're just again adding to the feeling of being uncomfortable. Jeez. 
Well, I, I know I remember um, hearing or seeing that people in, in Alaska heard the waves or the shock waves, the volcano exploding. And then, yeah. like, like, and then people in New York could feel the atmospheric pressure change or something. It was crazy, dude. Imagine if we had hell of those things. That just, look at this little, that just happened right there in like almost the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Right? The middle. That's where you were, Tech, right there in that little. Yeah. Oh, that's wild, man. It's a year to that date of that historic event happening. And and you when you were there, you saw that they were still recovering from it, huh? Yeah. They were still, especially some of the farmlands, they were just trying to get all the debris out of there. And they were saying that when it happened, like, mm-hmm. first these little rocks started. Because, you know, they got tin roofs. Mm-hmm. So these little pebbles started falling from the sky and hitting the tin roof. And then the ashes came after that. And they said the ashes were so thick that, like, everything was covered in it. The roof, like... If a wind blew, if the trees were all covered in it. Everything was just covered in ash. Jeez. They said it took like a while for it to clear up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But they said they were so shocked that it happened that everybody just sat in their house for like a couple of days in shock. Dang. <clears throat> I mean, I would have been too. Jeez. Yeah. Because, you know, they were in shock that this happened over there. And then they see the news that we're dying over here of coronavirus. So they were thinking that it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I bet, man. I can't imagine. I can't But the, the good thing that came out of it is that they said the ash that came from the volcano mm-hmm. helped, helped, uh, helped stuff grow better. The crops, like right? It yeah. Enriches the soil, right? With nitrogen? Is that what it is? I don't it's know what it is. The soil? I don't know what it is. I was never good at science, but they said that the like they said that for a couple of years that mango wasn't really growing that well. Mm-hmm. And this year there was mangoes everywhere. There was watermelon everywhere. So it did help in that sense, you know. Which mm-hmm. they said that was it was pretty good in that sense. That it helped their crops grow. That's the only thing I really didn't see much of is uh, the fruit tava. There's a little bit, but not too much. Mm. But dang, the fruits, the mangoes, the, the pineapples from Vavau. Oh my goodness! Because mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's the climate down there. I know the climate down there is summertime right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first week I was there, it was it was raining, nonstop rain, for the first week, and then the second week I was there, oh, it was hot. I missed the rain that week, and once the <laughs> sun, but once the sun got out, it just felt like the sun was like right next to you. That's how Man. hot it was. Yeah, that's hella hot. <laughs> <laughs> There's no AC in the islands, right? Plus the humid, humidity is like, oh my gosh. You you love those cold showers. But then once you get out, it's like you got to take another one. <laughs> so in the mornings, we'd go to the beach. 
-hmm. take a little dive you know look for some stuff and then uh after that we take a drive to town so i was in a little village called fatumo and drive to town is man it seemed like forever because there's so many cars over there but the roads are like not enough for the cars that they have so traffic was a, a pain in the butt mm. and then uh we'd go do some stuff in town grab some food whatever and then the evenings we'd come back home and straight to the beach and then that's where i eat like a, a is it sea urchin mm -hmm. and uh, mussels just straight out of the ocean <laughs> straight eat it raw yeah just right get it right out of the ocean and eat it <laughs> just eat it right there on the beach <laughs> man that's that sounds so but do you have i mean a lot of you don't know tech is allergic to seafood so how did your like allergies hold up with um with you over there while you were doing that uh it wasn't that bad yeah. actually yeah you know because i know when it's gonna hit me pretty hard so then i'll stop mm -hmm. but i didn't feel like the itchiness in my throat or any of that because once i start feeling the itchiness in my throat i i i'm done because i don't want it to get any worse mm -hmm. but i didn't feel any of that and i just kept eating it and, eating, and it was good i'm curious to wonder if what makes it worse is as the seafood sits maybe there's a bacteria that starts to grow with the longer it's not fresh I, i'm just curious because you know that fresh you're not you're not feeling the symptoms i'm wondering what the difference is <laughs> Yeah, the fresh, the, that fresh out of the ocean though. You're, yeah, it's like hella fresh, <laughs> so good. Because it's only shellfish that I'm allergic to. Any shellfish, like crab, shrimp, or um, mussels and all that. Mm. But it, I, I did fine out there. That's what's up. What were what some of the things <clears> that you um that was fresh when you when you when you were grubbing out there? So some sea urchin, um. They call that tukumisi, right? Yeah. In, in Tongan. Yeah. Sea, sea urchin. That's the stuff with the spiny. That's the little ball with the spikes, right? Yep. The and one? then you just crack the top. Mm -hmm. Then there's like this yellow stuff inside that you just scrape with your thumb. What? Then... <laughs> How does that taste? Stuff. Yeah. It's just that a sushi. It's pretty salty, but it's good. Mm. Just tastes like the ocean. Mm, hello what about fresh. fish you have fish yeah we had fish a lot of fish and yeah it was pretty good Jeez. like people would just catch fish right off the ocean and just make it right there eat it raw that's the way it's supposed to be right there yeah but you know we'd have to wait till uh low tide mm -hmm. and that's when the water goes down and then we'd, we'd walk out to the edge of the reef or the core or whatever and then we'd fish from there really yeah because bro that thing's like the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life what because you know you're walking through when it's low tide and you walk to the edge of the the core or the reef mm -hmm. it's only like two three feet deep as you're walking out there and then right when you get to the edge mm -hmm. it's just deep water it's just like a cliff Dang. and then all you see is all these fishes out there turtles 
Wow. It's like, is it like an, an abyss that you're staring <laughs> yeah, into? <laughs> pretty much. But you also have to be careful because as you're walking out there, there's like little cracks, I guess you, you call it, mm-hmm. that's also deep that it just goes straight down. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so you just gotta look at the color of the water and uh, see if yeah. it's blue if it's blue then don't go that way because <laughs> that's where it gets deep did you go in the in the water at all at night uh no right when it got dark we we just went back home mm. dang did you take a lot of photos and videos during your when you were out there on the fishing and stuff on the coral or reef uh, I t- I only took uh, pictures and photos when I was on the beach, but I couldn't. I didn't want to take my phone out mm. to the yeah. edge of the reef and take the risk of dropping it into the abyss. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. That's crazy, man. Oh. But, but it was next, definitely next, a good next, time. Next time we'll we uh we'll send send you with a GoPro. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that is that would. That was my thought too when I was walking out there. It's like I need a GoPro or something so I can walk with it out here, just to see yeah. it. My Dang. brother-in-law and sister live in Eva Beach, and he's a photographer and doing all sorts of underwater stuff. So I'll ask him what he likes over there. Uh, you already probably know, huh? Notice what's good underwater, but I think he—I think my brother-in-law uses a GoPro, uh, but he's got like crazy underwater footage of dolphins and turtles and everything yeah GoPro's i think gopro is yeah i think that's the way to go just because uh how convenient it is the the, the size of it and mm-hmm. easy to carry and then you can buy the mounts either on your chest or your head you know so you don't have to hold it in your hand yeah the, that's your next trip right there when you when you you, you were talking about um when you got back, you were talking about um, you're gonna head back again, June. In June, yeah. At least that's the plan. If not June, then December for sure. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, what's her name? Tag. Well, who did you meet up with? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why you got that? Why you laughing? I'm serious. <laughs> Nobody, man. So, how was the island, man? Like you saw, you were there, brother. You were straight in the motherland, bro. Like, how did it feel to be there? Or some of your Bro, it felt thoughts? unreal. It, it didn't really click in that I was really there until like, like three, four days into it, you know, after waking mm-hmm. up. But just seeing it, it was pretty, it was an eye opener, you know, it was mm-hmm. just to see where my parents grew up. That's deep. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was probably the best part of my trip and then be able to hear stories about them. So which island were you on again, Tech? I was in Tonga. You're in but Tonga. the first okay. weekend, first weekend I got there, I went to a small island called Ewa. And that's where my mom was born. And I stayed at the house where she was born at. Oh what? For real? Yeah. That is dope, man. It's still there? Where, still... It's, well it's 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 uh it's still the same house, but they just renewed it. Renewed it? Oh, nice. Yeah. How long were you there for? Yeah, on, on uh, from just the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, spent New Year's there with my mom's sister. Nice. That's dope. What's Ewa like, man? I heard that's where all the, the good-ass uh, gaba be coming from, right? Ewa? 
I think so because so I was driving. So one of my cousins took me out for a drive in AWOL. Mm-hmm. And then um so we're driving along and you've seen this big oh like two-story mansion. It's like uh like a neon green. Mm-hmm. It's got like I think it's white with like neon green trim and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Who's house is that? He said, That's where all the cover from Ewa come from. What? So whoever's selling that Ewa cover, it's got a he's living <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's his home? That was the house? Yeah, he, that's what he. Well, at least that's what he told me. Mm-hmm. Big old two story mansion. I just remember the neon green with like it's all gated, with like iron gates. And he's, what side of the island were you on? Uh, I was in Ohonua. Okay, so the west side. Yes. Man. But yeah, he was telling me that's the house where the auto Ewok I would come from. Mm. So this cover must be pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'd be hearing. Like the good cover comes from Elwa. <clears throat> yeah, but I spent uh first the, my first week in there. Mm-hmm. And then to New Year into the new year. So and it was raining all weekend. Yeah. That, and then um, I see my cousin. He's out there taking a shower in the rain. <laughs> really? Yeah, shampoo, soap, everything just in the rain, taking a shower. And I was like, I got to do this. <laughs> so I went and took a shower in the rain. That's all I did out there was just shower in the rain. So where, where were you in, in Tonga once you went over to the island, uh, over to from Ewa over to Tonga? So it'll be Fatumu is where I stayed. Are you on uh, Google Earth? Yeah, I'm watch. I'm I'm trying to track as you uh, as you talk. So yeah, can you share your screen? Fatumu, let me. Um, I don't know if I can, but let me copy. I'm gonna copy this and put it in the chat, and Notice can take over here. Notice, I'm gonna put the link in there, and that'll take us right there. Okay. Oh, it took me. Yeah, I can show you my little journey. Took me right there. One second. I don't know how I how I get back. One second. Sorry. Techno technical difficulties. But yeah, man, dude, the fruit spice, the mangoes, they were everywhere. And the um, pineapple, you know, the the pineapple were like they weren't even that big, but they were so delicious. They were like perfect size. You guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, where which way is Fatu- Ewa? Fatumu? Oh, so, Ewa's right here. How long yeah. was that boat? You, you took a boat ride over there, right? Tech? Yeah, it's about a two-hour boat ride, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then Oh Noah, that's where I stayed. Oh, right here, Oh Noah. Yeah. Dang, okay. Okay. And where was that greenhouse again? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, pay a visit them. No, I'm just kidding. Dang. Okay, so they oh they have a little airport there. That's what's up. Yeah, you could either fly or take a boat. How long was the boat ride? It's two hours, maybe three. Oh. That's what's up. Dang, that's tight. Um let's see. And then you were here. Yep. You flew into Fuamoto right here. That's the yes. airport. 
main airport in Tonga, and then Fatum, and that's where you stayed. Yes. And what is this cave here? Did you? Were you? Did you? Was that the cave that you uh, shared with us in the video? And that's a group. Chat? No, no, no. Oh. It was a different cave. I, I didn't make it to that cave. Oh. Okay. It's just another tourist site. Right on. So I would stay in Fatumu, and then we'd take uh, that road, that main road, Tafahau. Mm-hmm. And we take that road all, all the way to the to town. How do you are you we cross right here through this road? Yeah, just Out go there, straight. right? There's yep. that one right there. This is the main road. Yep, and then we take that main road. Well, this is like McCarran, then, huh? Oh, this road goes all the way around the island. Oh, so you cut through. All right, and then we go left to go to the to town. Where's town at? Um, zoom out a little bit. Nope, keep going. It's right there, up there, to your top left. Oh, dang, that's a good, that's a good little drive, right? Yeah. How far is that? How? I don't know. Like I said, with with traffic, it seems pretty. Seemed like it took forever. My knee. In the in the. Yeah, we I spent a couple of days there because my mom's my dad's sister lives there, mm-hmm. so we went and visited her, my dad's oldest sister. That's a uh, coach's grandma, right? Coach's grandma. That's dope. From is everything opinion. super green as you're like driving through? Yeah, everything is green. Green, humid, and hot, huh? Yeah. So, so for somebody that's never been there, like, what did it? What could you relate it to if, if someone's never been there? What would it be? What would it seem like, like as you're driving through all the roads and looking at everything? I just felt like I was in, especially out there, not so much in town because there's a lot of buildings over there. But uh, in between the towns, there's it's just nothing but trees and farmland. So it just felt like I was just in the middle of a forest, pretty much. Here's the International Dateline Hotel. This is where my pops and them used to play. And they used to really their, their thought, man, their band. But yeah. The interesting thing is, as old as that palace is, mm-hmm. nothing has ever happened to it with all the tsunamis and all that stuff. It's still standing just like that. Still looks just like that. Still looks just like that. And the building to the left of it is where we beautiful. That, that building mm-hmm. to the left of it is where we were all the dang time. What's this? Uh, so what? So is this the east side of the island or the west side? So the west side would be your left side. Oh, this mm-hmm. over here, tsunami rock, all this area. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the blowholes are on this side. That's in Homa. Mm. All these little places, bro. Damn, this is where we come. So, from. see that that island up at the top, Atata. Yeah, that's the island that was split in two by the tsunami. By the tsunami. Yeah, and see all these uh, resorts to the left, like White Sand Beach. Yeah. Good Samaritan Beach. Mm-hmm. Those were wiped out from the tsunami. Tsunami. Also, oh, when where did the volcano? So did that tsunami? Did it go over the island? Yeah, because that island's not very tall on that side. On this side here. Oh. Yeah, 
So from wow. what they were saying, it just went across and over. Mm. Dang. Scary, bro. That's wild, bro. Man. And that's where that guy swam from, was that small little island. Here. Yeah. So Nine who? Hours. I thought. Remind, so Nine so hours, what, what, what's on that island? It Was it just the resort? There's a lot of people that live there or, or not too many people? On which island? The one that's split in two? Yeah. Yeah, there's people that live on that island. And uh, okay. I, I guess what they do for a living is they wake up in the morning, they fish, and then they come to town and sell. So they moved some of those people that didn't want to deal with the, like the tsunami or whatever mm-hmm. into the west side. I believe it's by Kolovai. Oh, right here. Yeah, somewhere around there. They made them a little village. Mm. And from what I understand is they're not doing too well because they can't really go out and fish and all that like they did back in their own island. Um, so they got to kind of like do their way of living, you know, change it all up and stuff. Learn a new skill maybe or whatever. Yeah. That's tough. Is there so a the fisherman? Royal Sun- yeah. That, that Royal Sunset Island Resort, is that still there or gone? Um, that's probably, probably gone. That's probably wiped out, man. Yeah. Because that was ground zero, basically, right? Uh, because I think it, if you go up north a little bit, that's where the volcano was. Oh, uh, okay. Up in here somewhere? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's wild, man. Yeah, I want to ask my brother-in-law, like, I want to I want to record it, do like an interview for him. Cause man, they cause they lived over here, where none of the flood waters or the tsunami waters reached. That's where they stay, on the south side of Tonga. For our uh, listeners that are, yes, not watching the video, <laughs> not watching the video. They they stay in Fuamoto, which is a higher elevation mm-hmm. on the island, and. But yeah, Damn, that's crazy. So is the north side all low elevation? To me, I really couldn't tell. It seemed like it was all relatively flat. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so where did your friend stay at? What village is she from? <laughs> hey, come <laughs> on, man, man. Just asking okay. questions. Is there a way you can see a satellite view of that? I, oh, let me let me go back to it. I'm pretty sure. Under layers, maybe? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oops. Am I, am I back in the Zoom thing right now? Yeah. Oh, okay, let me go. You guys see the button to change it? Yeah, look for layers on your left-hand side. Layers. All right. Maybe it's just because you're on a... I don't know. You're not on. Is Google this Earth? This is yeah. This is Google Earth. Well, if you go to layers and then go to more layers, should be a little like small icon on your left. Layers. And then, there it is. Yeah, and then go to more, and then you you have default and satellite. Oh, here it is. Terrain. Oh, satellite. Go to there sa- yeah. Oh, there, there you there go. go. Now, can you zoom into Fatumu? Fatumu, right there. Zoom, zooming in to Fatumu. 
Bro, that's the village right here? Yeah, that's the little village. But see that... See, there's a road at the very top of Fatumu, yeah, and then it one. goes towards the beach. Yeah, right here. This yeah, one. follow it all the way down. Mm -hmm. Then you see that white dot. Yeah. That's my uncle's house. That's where we stayed. Oh, <laughs> That's dang. awesome. Right here? <laughs> yeah. Right on the ocean. Right on the ocean, bro. Yeah, so that's why I woke up to the ocean and slept to the ocean. <clears throat> Dang. That is dope. You know, there's some sort of uh, frequency resonance, re resonance that the ocean produces, like the sound of the waves and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's, it's therapeutic. Yeah. Maybe that's why I slept good out there. Mm hmm Straight up. Like like when it rains, the sound of water, the sound of the ocean, it's all the... Because, you know, we're all vibrating energy human beings. And I think it just resonates with our frequency. So when, you, when you're down there by the ocean, man, it's just... You connect. I don't know what it is, but... Wonder what hurts it when it resonates at. I'm sure we can look that up. <laughs> but yeah, that's dope, Tag. You're just right here. Yeah. There's not. There's no one around. So this all his property, right? All. Uh, um, no, just just around where his house is. So that beach right there to the right side of it, up. Mm -hmm. Right here. Yeah, it was all pretty much us. Man. That's dope, man. And the thing about Tonga is, like, um, for those of you that don't really know much about that little island nation in the South Pacific, like, land, there is something, um, like, land is inherited there. Like, once you have land, you can never, you never can get rid of it or something like this. Right, Tech? Yeah, from what I understand, it just gets passed down from... Generation to do. Yeah. yeah, generation generation to the oldest boy. Of each family. Yeah, so the everyone was granted land in this kingdom and you can't sell it. Or you I guess you can. Maybe nowadays you can, but it's like look well, you it, can't really sell it, you gotta gift it. Mm, okay. But you're pretty much you're selling it. So you see the edge of the reef right there? Yeah. This where you guys walked out to? <laughs> yeah. Bro, how, from, how many meters is that? How many yards? I think from it's the... about hundred and fifty yards. Oh, football link? Yeah. Football and a half? Dang. Football and a half. So it's not that far, but... Bro, that's the great abyss. Look at that. <laughs> and what we're looking at um, is pretty much Google Maps, and there's a sh dark blue and a light blue, and we're looking at the dark blue part, which is the great abyss. <laughs> Donga has some of the deepest trenches in the world is is in, in and around Donga. I think the Tongan Trench. I don't know if that's... Yeah, they say there's one around Ewa, too. The, the Pacific Trench. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's right here. That's what they're talking about. This this mug, this side. Because all I know is when we took the boat right in, it was choppy. Choppy? Mm. I don't know if it had to do anything with the trench or whatever. Man, that's crazy. What a journey, man. What an experience. Yeah, it was a good experience, man. Just to, well, just to meet family that I've never met before. Because my, my dad had 16 brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. My mom had 
two brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. But both her brothers passed when they were young. So just mm-hmm. the one sister. But just able to go out there and just to meet them, you know. Jeez. And, you know, it just felt like when meeting them, it just felt like we grew up together. Yeah. You know, they didn't treat me any differently or anything. Just, it was like we were already a Simini together. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So the the your your family's land is right by the the house there? No. Mine's on a different island. Yours oh, okay. <clears throat> Where's your land at, bro? I know you went there also in mine and like kind of like a purpose to look at your land, correct? Yeah. All right. Where where were you going for that? Where where's your land? Oh, at? mine's in Hopai. All right. Did you See, get out that way? No, we couldn't because the first week was raining so hard. They said if it's a seven-hour boat ride. Oh hell no! And to take a boat ride in the in the rain is like not a good idea. So we just just stayed in Tonga. Mm, all right. Where we, where's Hapai at? I believe it's up a little bit, right there where your mouse cursor is. Bungai. Yeah. This area. Yep. That's it, right here. Yeah. Yep. Not right there. That's probably Philemon Weha right there. Oh yeah, that's Weha. But upwards, Bangai. Oh, okay, right up here. I'm he- I'm heading north on the map. Right there's good. Okay. See it in the middle. Yeah. Um. Right here. Oh, there's land. I got some land in Fall too. In Pangai. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, that would have been nice to go there. Maybe the next trip, right? You know, start... Yeah, that's why I plan to go in June because uh, I guess that's a better time to take the boat. Hey. a Beach Resort. Wow, they got a Weehan Sons. <laughs> Is there no airport there in Pangai? Uh, there's an airport there. Oh, yeah, right here. Oh, there is. Salote Bilolo. Island. Mm. This is a skinny beach. It looks like you are an island. It looks like you can just walk across this thing. Like super, yeah. super skinny. What is that uh, Poseidon's Gate? That's uh, unforbidden territory, right? That's forbidden territory, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> Go back up a little bit. Well, it's got a camera. It's got a picture there uh, to the right a little bit. Yeah, there it is right there. What is that? Mm. Sounds ominous. It does. I clicked on it. I don't know. Oh, there's some pictures. Poseidon's Gate is an observation point in Tonga. Okay. Situated by Pangai. Oh, so it's a, that's probably where they launched their boats, set off the war to conquer the Pacific. <laughs> so your land is over here somewhere, tight. Like, where are you showing me? Yeah, it's it's there. Okay. And then there's another one in four, just up the street. Yo, there's hella LDS churches over here. Yeah, there's like one per village. Serious? Is that the prevailing um, denomination or what is it? The no, there's there? there's a lot. Oh, there's a lot. Four right here. So you got two places in Hapai. Up in Foa, around in this area, 
to the north. Yeah. And down here in Hawaii. Well, the whole thing is called Hawaii. The whole thing is called Hawaii. Yeah. Jeez. Is it two separate islands for and um in Bangai or is that is that all connected? I have no idea. It looks connected in the maps, but I haven't been out there. Hopefully when I go back in June, July, that I'll be able to make it out there to see. <clears throat> Very nice. This is a this is the reason why I want to go. Like one of my 300 goals, we talked about this in another podcast, but one of my 300 goals is to get a pilot's license, but then they get Seacraft C certification. So we can just fly everywhere in our own private um Air seaplane, air to ground seaplane. You just fly from island to island, just land on the ocean and one of these. Yeah, days. that'd be tight. Yeah, one of these days, man. That'd be like the best way, probably, to learn. Because just just from looking through here, in in in, in you know. Everybody from from Polynesian descent, especially from Tonga, and then just trying to figure out like which island your family's from. This is complicated. <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. like I'm from New York, right? <laughs> you can't. That's like easy compared to tracing all the different islands that are part of part of Tonga. So how 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 many how many islands are there, and then how far north does that go? Um, it goes so, all the way up here. You talking about Tonga? Yeah. From what I understand, there's like about 150 islands, and but not all of them people live on. But there's three main groups: there's Tonga, Hapai, and Vavau. Okay. No, there's four. Tech, ain't there four? Uh, I don't. Sure, I don't know. This. But that's from what I remember. That's what it is. Yeah. Just so wild to think about. Okay, I'm gonna get on a boat and just go find some islands, and and then they went they went and visited Samoa too, and there were some there were some. Just think about like the bravery it would take, the courage to just cruise out in the ocean and go island to island, not knowing if there is an island. Right. It's fascinating. It's like uh, it's mind blowing how they navigated and went about their their ways. Look how far these are far away places, man, and they just mobbed around here like it was nothing. Yeah. So, like from Tonga to Fiji is about a two and a half hour plane ride. Look at that. Right there. I wonder how far in, in by boat then. Yeah, it's a long boat ride. Yeah. Straight up, man, that is wild, bro. Jeez. And then, have you ever been to Fiji? Um, I just flew into Fiji. That's about it. Just the airport. Hmm. Next time, do a little layover, little little long layover. <laughs> well, we had a long layover, but we didn't want to. Because if you leave the airport, you got to take your bags. Mm. And then you got to go back through, check in and all that. Yeah. 
We didn't want to deal with all that, so we just stayed at the airport. But it was an exciting trip, man. I think that's the best part of it was just seeing where our ancestors grew up, you know? Mm-hmm. My parents, our parents, their parents, and their parents, where it all began. See how they grew up, see their lifestyle, live their lifestyle, you know? It's probably changed over time, but, you know, just to get be able to see it. And to see the stories, you know, when they tell you stories of what they did in Tonga, mm-hmm. and then you be able to go put places to those to those uh, stories, you know, kind of like putting a a face to a name, you know. Did you feel like you were un- <clears throat> unplugged from everything out there too? Oh yeah, because my phone didn't work out there. And they kept telling me to get a SIM card, but I was like, no. <laughs> I like not having a phone. What part of the, like, what all did you do? Like uh, some attractions that you went and saw or some other things like family or friends? Uh, so we we did, you know, the normal tourist, tourist things. You know, we saw the Hamonga, the, the palace. The There's a thing on the west side, I guess. I didn't really get the story, but I guess that's where the, when the first missionaries or the first pilgrims came over, that's where they came to, was on the west side. And then mm. I seen they got a little thing for Captain Cook, the blowholes. Mm. You know, we did all that. But if you want ice cream, you got to go to Liahona. Why is that? They got the biggest scoops. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, was it an ice cream shop over there? Leon? Yeah, there's an the ice cream shop. They they got uh, ice cream, kekeisite. Oh. And, you know, those two combos was not good for me. <laughs> kekeisite is like a uh, scone. It's like yeah, it's scones. like a scone. So when you eat the ice cream, I just put in the scone. Because it was, it, it was like warm, f- fresh. You just stick the ice cream in there and just eat it. <clears throat> what about the Kentucky, dude? <laughs> the Kentucky. Man, the Kentucky. <laughs> it's just fried chicken. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. They serve it with uh, manioca. But, but it's it spelled. Is how, has, how, how do they spell it out there? Kentucky. K- K-E-N-T-A-K-I. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> It's hella funny. Bet you was bomb though, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, was really good. When, when you sent the pictures over of the Kentucky that you went and grubbed at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. The food out there, like I said, it tastes totally different. Probably because most of it is organic, you know? Straight up. Mm. So organic, no, like real organic. No yeah. seed oils. No, they just see enough organic. Everything stuff. fresh. Yep. Hella fresh. Probably could eat more and lose weight there. Ouch. Dude, I felt like I ate a lot. That's all I did out there was eat. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel like I gained that much weight. I didn't feel as bloated as I do when I eat here. 
telling you, man, the food here in America is. But I'd say oh. I I ate like every other hour, just throwing something down. Man, did you have any fresh mango atai out there? Do you guys make some atai? No, they didn't make any otai. Millennial otai. Yeah. But we just ate the mango. Just I just because they the mangoes were pretty small. Mm-hmm. So I just ate it like an apple. Skin and everything. Just yeah. it. Just, just ate it like an apple. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. good. Jake, when are we going, man? When are we gonna go through? Soon. December, man. Let's plan a trip in December or June. Go with tech. June's probably the best because I that's their winter. It's a lot cooler. Oh let's do it. I'm down. December's summertime, and it was pretty warm. Summertime and hella bugs. Hella bugs. I got bit all over my legs. How's your legs, by Skeetos? the way, man? Uh, they're doing better. Just had to, you know, throw some... Benadryl? Ointment. Yeah. No, I, I just threw some cleaning stuff on there. Mm. Cortisone 10. Oh, okay. Cleaned it up. Jeez. But it's still pussing, but... The swelling went down. Oh, good. You take any like a leave or anything for it? Because you're no, you're I'm not, you I'm not too much into. Yeah, pills. you sent. Yeah, you sent that picture over of your your feet, and they were hella big. They swelled up. Sw- it, all swollen. Did that happen from your flight over, or they were already swollen before you left? They were swollen before I left. They were from the bug bites. So it is a real thing out there to bring some bug spray during the summer, like the December summertime. Yep. Would you heavily, heavily suggest that when you're out there visiting? Yes. And I, so after that, I bought these uh, mosquito coils. Mm -hmm. Man, I just surrounded my bed with it at night. Oh, dang. Slit those up and slept with it. But I don't know if it was a mosquito that got me or something else because the bite had like three bites. It almost looked like a spider bite. Mm. Probably every creature over there is trying to just fresh blood, man. Yeah. Some of that American sugar. <laughs> you brought over the all the high fruit high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's dope. Did you notice any, like, when you were down there in the town, the city, did you see the wharf and did you see, like, boats and stuff out there? Did you see, like, the the pier? Get, yeah. Get a chance to take a look at that? Yeah, I went to the pier because I had to take the boat to Ewa. Mm-hmm. So the pier, it didn't look like it took too much damage. Because mm-hmm. from the way they were saying that the tsunami came, like, in a certain direction that it kind of, like, I don't know, it just... It pretty much just got the west side. And then it just went, it kind of like swept around and didn't like come directly to the island. But there's a little bit of damage, but not too much. Mm. But that that volcanic ash went everywhere. Yeah, that volcanic ash, they said it was everywhere. It was thick and like... If you go out and walk on the street, you're just kicking up dust. When the wind blows, it's just blowing off ash off the trees. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 
they said the roof was just covered in it. But it fertilized everything, that ash. Yeah, from what they were telling me, it's like before the volcano, mango wasn't really growing. Mm. And then after that, there's mango everywhere. Jeez. Well, I know from I look I researching this thing, this planting thing called hydroponics. You guys heard of that? It's like using water to plant, um, like planting your vegetables in water and using water to plant your or grow your your plants. And, and one thing of the hydroponics, one one factor of using hydroponics is when you fertilize your the seedlings, you use volcanic rock to make it grow. So right when you said that, I was like, hmm, there's probably a correlation to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And I think it even helped with the in the ocean too. Mm-hmm. Help stuff grow. Dang. You're talking that that explosion was so deep down into the earth it probably brought all the nutrients and stuff from down there. And just yeah. dang, all that soil rich thousands of years old just now to the top of the surface you know mm-hmm. that's awesome and then my cousin was telling me that he just kind of used that uh ash mm-hmm. and he used it to like build stuff because he kind of like used it as like concrete mm. and just added some dirt and some water and mix it all together and he was able to build like fence posts for his fences. Let's start. <clears throat> but it was a good time, man. If you guys go, I'd recommend it. Didn't want to come back, huh? We were we were afraid that you weren't gonna come back. You were just gonna give up everything and just stay there, Tech. <laughs> man, I wanted to, but I gotta come back. That's a, if I can work this out with my land, though, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens after that. Make it happen, bro. You got it, man. Definitely make that happen. That'll benefit maybe, everybody. Maybe I'll be doing the podcast from there. Shoot, ain't nothing wrong with that. Man, because... Uh, yeah, I'll tell you guys, it's... The way they work, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just my cousins, but it seemed like they didn't really work. They had, they always had days off, paid days off. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, you can go to the, you can go to the doctor's office, get a doctor's note, say you're sick, and then send it to your employer and get a paid day off. Man, nice. But it was good, man. Just to meet the family. See the house that my mom and dad grew up in. See the schools that they went to. Where'd your pops, uh, what part of the island did your pops grow up at? Fatumu. Oh, in Fatumu? Yeah. Oh, okay. So right there, man. Yeah. My other uncle that lives over there, that's the house that my grandparents lived in. The one down by the beach? No, no, no. That's it. Another one that's in town. Oh. <clears throat> that's the house that had Wi-Fi. Mm. That I was able to use once in a while. 
What was your what was your most favorite thing to grub out there when you were down there? Something that you never had. Uh my favorite thing to grub out there was the Lucipi, but it was the first time I ever had the sea urchin. Mm-hmm. And that was and that was that was probably pretty good because in the evening time that's all we did. Just go out to the ocean, grab those and mussels and just eat it. Nice. But the loo, there's there's loo everywhere, bro. Yeah. And they eat pretty good. Lou Sipi, Lou Moa, Lou Ika. So the uh, Lou is uh, taro leaves. So yeah. taro, they chop off the leaves that grow with the the taro, and they make a deli- get delicacy out of it. They bake it, wrap it with uh they bake it like a shell, and they wrap the the food with the taro leaves. Yeah, they wrap the protein whether it's fish, lamb, chicken, hella bomb. Yep. Nice man. Well, we're glad you're back, Tech. <clears throat> glad you had a great trip. And maybe you can share with us off the podcast what her name is. <laughs> Don't want to get you in trouble, bro. And there is I'm nobody. sure you made some friends, right? I'm sure you made a lot of friends, met a lot of new um acquaintances and connections. No, I just went out there to hang out with family, man. That's it. <laughs> nice. Heck yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Get your legs treated, bro. Get it. Get if you need anything over there, man, let us know. No, it's good. We're good. We're My legs are good. You. Good. <clears throat> it's just healing. Nice. I'm not too worried about it. Um, well, shoot. We've been rambling on for a minute, but it was a good little episode, man. A little talk about your vacation, or not your vacation, but your trip, meet your family. Oh, yeah, man. And everybody listens to the radio out there. The radio? Yeah, because the radio, like, tells them what's what's going on. Oh. So it's, they just have, like, little, you know, the old school radios, FM, F, AM, FM. Mm-hmm. They just got it turned on and just listen to what's going on. Oh, so like they were waiting for like, uh, so I don't know how it works. The education system out there works, but they, the kids took a test to to go to the next graduate or whatever, but they took a test to move on to the next class. And some of the kids were listening to the radio to find out when the results come out so they can listen to if they made it or not. Oh, really? I thought that was pretty interesting. So they it's... still have AM/FM radio. Oh, so it's like a major communication tool. Yeah. Oh, they okay. said when the when the thing happened last year, that's it was pretty big to let them know what was going on. Oh, dang! Man, that's dope. So there's not too much TV huh, around. No. No TVs. Dang. I don't think I've seen one TV when I was there. Man, they probably was just 
gather around someone's house that has a t- TV to watch the Matamatonga, all the rugby games. Yeah. Or listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. But yeah, so I have no idea what was going on over here. Like with yeah. the NFL football and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so you don't know that your Chiefs didn't make it? <laughs> no, I'm just That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> did you drink tea drink kava out there, Tech? No, I didn't drink kava. I wanted to, but I was a little scared because I don't know how my stomach would do. With the water? Yeah, because it, it, yeah. it, it's probably rainwater that they probably mix it with, you know. Oh, I know it could. Yeah. So they got they got rainwater and then they got tap water. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff they use to consume is the rainwater. Mm. Straight up fresh water then, right? I never yeah. had rainwater. How's the rainwater? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't really take it in a lot, consume it in a in a lot, but I didn't mind it. <clears throat> but yeah, that's what they used is rainwater. That's what they collect. They call it uh sweet water. Why mm. <clears throat> media? Yep. <laughs> and their rainwater is probably better than our tap water. Sheesh. <laughs> I bet, man. How like they collect in big old tubs and bins? Yeah. So you they'll have some I don't know, it's like a big old green tank that they collect it in. It just mm. they just that's why they have tin roofs. Mm. They it just goes onto a rain gutter straight straight there. Oh wow. Yeah. And then there's some, you know, they have those like what big old, what is it, fifty gallon drums, mm-hmm. the blue ones. Yeah, and yeah. And they'll just leave it like right there by the door and just let it drip off the roof into there. Dang, that's dope. But yeah, <clears throat> that's what we usually took a shower in. Nice. Just you went thought that, like you scooped up the water yourself and showered that way. In the rain. On the rain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside on the porch, side of the house. I'm I'm not fully naked. I you know I got a tank top and shorts on, but mm-hmm. you know, got the shampoo, soap. Nice. So the rain is coming out. It's a heavy pour then. Yeah, it's it comes down pretty steady, but it the way it comes down is like so calm. Man. It just like it's like a shower. It just just like flows. <laughs> and and there's I didn't see lightning or thunder or nothing like that. It was just it was rain. Just rain. So what what's normal rainfall in the summer then? It's like every other week. Essentially, you'll have a week of rain, basically. Yeah, from what we were told, my cousin said when we got there is that this whole week's gonna rain by Monday. It should be it should clear up, and sure enough, it did. And that's when it started to get hot. 
that's when I started noticing like, the bugs coming out a lot more when there was no rain. Mm. But it's funny because all these small villages, there's a lot of dogs, a lot of pigs, a lot of chickens everywhere. Mm. But everyone knows whose dogs belong to who, whose pigs belong to who. <laughs> and they just roam, they run the streets, bro. No gates, no fences. They just walk they around. Just, they just walk around. That's crazy. Yeah. That's they the run. island life, then. Yeah, that's they just run the streets. And it's but it's it's just interesting that everybody knows whose pigs are whose and who's and I think my cousin had boars. The one with the tooth teeth? Yeah, it had tooth and had like little beards on the side. Two like and the mm. snout was like it was longer than a normal pig. Mm. It's like the the pigs in those Hawaiian t shirts. <laughs> Or so is there, is there is there anywhere you can hunt or is that is everything like somebody's land where you can't hunt mm, I don't know if you can hunt because everybody owns animals everybody's farming their own food food so I mean you could fish but as far as hunting you'd probably get somebody else's Pigs. Mm. I've seen a couple cows, couple horses. But that's about it. And there's there's no snakes, right? Uh, on Tonga. I have no idea. I've seen a lot of spiders, though. <laughs> Big spiders. Oh. Huge spiders. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> no wonder. Huge spiders. <laughs> that makes sense now. Cause dude, when I'm deathly afraid of spiders, bro. And like we, sometimes there'd be some spiders in here and Luta, she'd be like, That's nothing. She just wipes it out, like blows it off, like, that's not nothing. Don't spiders are nothing or whatever. She'll go pick up that spider and just I'm like, oh my gosh! Now Dude, it makes sense why she's so comfortable. Around they're me. like almost the size of your palm of your hand. Oh hell! <laughs> On second thought, I'm just gonna go straight to Maui. <laughs> I can just fly over them real quick. Oh, yeah, hell stay, no. He's gonna stay one, in the plane. There was one <laughs> just right outside our door at at my uncle's house, and it was just chilling right there between the trees. It had his web. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was big, and it had a, like a neon green body. Nope, no, 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 no. I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna go stay at the Dayline Hotel. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy, man. I'm itching right now, like, just thinking about it. Yeah, those spiders everywhere, though. You probably got bitten by a spider, bro. That's what I'm thinking. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, my leg was hurting for a couple of days. Like hurting, hurting. Yeah, like you can, you can, you, because when you get bit, I've been bit by a spider. Like the out the round where where you get 
bitten, the around it is like it gets really super hard. Was your leg like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a spider bite, man. It gets super it's different than a mosquito type of bite. Yeah. Like the on my right leg, my whole shin. Mm-hmm. It was like it felt like it was hard. Yeah. It's gotta be careful with because if you don't without knowing, like you can lose your limb from spider bites. You can lose like they they can be that serious. I don't know if you have serious enough ones in Thonla, but just be careful with that tech. And then my left one, I got bit on the ankle, and my whole left ankle and foot was fefeka, hard. Man, that could have been a, uh, could have been one of those spider bites. So I've I've been bitten by a spider, and I've actually had to go to the hospital and have it drained, uh, the ER room. And it leaves a scar, man. Oh, Super dang. itchy. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's totally different than when you get bit by a mosquito because it mosquito it doesn't harden up. You can still see the blood. I mean, it's red around the bite, but it doesn't harden up like a like a spider bite. Yeah, it is. It was pretty hard. My leg was. After Everybody scared of spiders has now left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a good thing that you were careful walking on the reef because if you get cut by coral, it's even worse, man. Coral is even worse than a spider bite because that the your your skin will become infected and start growing pus, like little zits around the cut of the if you get scraped by coral or yeah. Coral is bad. Oh, really? Yeah. It is bad if you get cut by coral. <clears throat> That's where you really have to take antibiotics because you it looks like uh that one ghost pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean, the dude that what's his name would always Jack Sparrow would always uh battle with. Yeah, that cruel mind, Jack Sparrow. Looked like that dude. Like your skin looks like that. It's nasty. It's good that you were careful when you were walking out there. That's one thing I, w- I, I was going to remind you. is like, don't get coral scraped or get, get cro- cut up by coral because, man, it's not, it's not pretty. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too bad walking out there. But, yeah, it was, it was a fun time, man. That's good. Glad you had that experience, man. We're, we're able to connect, man. That's so important. That's the first time they had met you, huh? Since probably ever. Yeah, ever. Mm. And then <clears throat> for some of them, like for my mom's family, she she left for school at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's never been back home. So that was the last time they seen her was at 12 years old. And then for my dad, I think it was more like high school age, maybe 18, 19. And that was the last time he's been home. So then just to go back and to meet everybody mm-hmm. was pretty cool. That's dope, man. What's your, uh, what's your sister? Was she your... Uh, young. She's obviously younger than your mom, your auntie. Yes. Nice. Yep, and she's still in AWOL. 
at the same house that my mom was born in. <clears throat> Very nice. Her and my grandmother were born in that house. Oh. Because that, that piece of property, it belonged to my mom's grandpa. Mm-hmm. So then it went from my mom's grandpa to her, to my grandma's brother. Mm-hmm. From my grandma's brother to his son. So that's how the land is passed down from generation to generation. Just goes down to the oldest boy. Nice. How how were how was it telling the stories of to your brothers and sister? How was it sharing with them? They want to go now? They're gonna go yeah, next time? They want to go. Until I told them about the bugs and spiders, no, they don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> mm. And I think once they seen my legs, they were like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Definitely bring hella bug spray when we go out there. It's just because the winds are open. Like the windows are open, right? Is that why anything can kind of just climb in there? Yeah. So the yeah. windows they have, they're more like uh, like blinds. Mm. Slits. Slits. And then, you, so you can just open it up and just Fresh like air. a blinds, you know? Yeah. And we just left it open all night because it was so hot. Just to get that ocean breeze coming in. That ocean breeze and spider friends. <laughs> yeah. And all their friends. Man, do you ever go camp down by the by the ocean? Like do a little campfire at night and stay down there? No. Right when the sun came down, we just went back to the house. Mm. Well, it felt like we were camping anyways because my uncle's house doesn't have any power to it. Uh huh. Just running water, so we just built a little bonfire around the house and that was it. Mm. Flashlights. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> Straight up island life, bro. That's nice. Yeah, we all need to get back to our roots some some one of these days. You know, I think it's good to connect, get grounded again, right? Do you send do you feel like a sense of ground? Like you're more a little bit more grounded, understanding? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's understanding of how my parents and them lived, our ancestors yeah. grew up. And their lifestyle. Yeah. And definitely, like, reason why they made that bound, they took that leap. To um, come here. Yeah, to go to America, man. Look for a better yeah. life. Yeah. Huge sacrifices. And, you know, some people are, are cool with just staying in the other name. Nothing wrong with the great staying home and being in the motherland. But some people took that venture and had that, you know, that courageous feeling. To seek or to, you know, pursue a little bit more or whatever. But that's dope, man. Hope you. Yeah, and I and I realized like living on the yeah. island is uh-huh. pretty much like people in New York City. Really? Yeah, like some of them never been outside oh. of New York City, mm-hmm. and some of them never been. So some of them never been from island to island, mm-hmm. even though it's like right there. Mm-hmm. Like when I was visiting my cousins. In Ewa, mm-hmm. they never been to Tonga. 
What? And it's only like a two and a half boat, two and a half hour boat ride. Mm. Oh, okay. And I guess school out there is optional. So if you want to go to school, you go to school. If not, you go straight to work. Mm, let's see. But I thought that was pretty interesting too. Did you ask him? Did you ask him why? Like, no, I just think finance, money. Mm. Because from what do they, what do, they do for work? Uh, a lot of them farm. Some most of my cousins they work in for the government. Some of them have a uh, their own bus. So that'll take him from town, village to village. Yeah. And there's a lot of Chinese people there. Really? Yeah. Speak better Tongan than me. <clears throat> That's one group of people that they know how to adapt to the differences. Where they're all, man. <laughs> Bro. But you know they're all the same, you know. Yeah. So once you get used to them, you know, like living with them in New York City, mm-hmm. they're all about the hustle. So when you go to the stores, you just talk with them and come on, fifty bucks, I'll give you forty. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> man, nice. But it was a. It was a pretty emotional and good experience, I'd say. Because for the first couple of days, you know, even like it didn't really hit me to like three, four days into the trip that I was actually there. And I was just taking it all in. You know, and then you see all these little villages that people say, you know, I'm from Kolomotua, I'm from here, I'm from there. And mm-hmm. then you start seeing these villages that everybody's from. Mm-hmm. They all look the same. Yeah. There's not one village better than the other. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait to go. Bro, you should go, man. When you planning on going? In June. What day are you going, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> just roll with you. So for me, so in uh, in Tonga, most of the cemeteries mm-hmm. are close to the beach. Mm. So when the tsunami hit, a lot of the cemeteries got wiped out. Mm. And that's what happened to my grandma, my mom's mom, in Ewa. Mm. Some of the the grave sites got wiped out. And so I'm going back in June, hopefully June, July, because I guess the plan is to move them up higher. Mm. higher so if, yeah. So if the tsunami does hit again, they won't get taken out to the ocean. Oh, dang. That's if they're still there. That's a process. I'm, I'm, I can't imagine that's going to be, to locate the right, locate the remains and to move it. 
Yeah, because first we got to find them. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole cemetery got wiped out. And then we got to move them up. Mm, man. That's deep, bro. And it, was, it seems like it got hit pretty hard. Because um, their gas station got wiped out. Cemetery got wiped out. So now I guess they bring gas in like 50 gallon drum barrels from Tonga to Ewa to, for gas. Dang, really? Yeah. That tsunami, man, it's just that volcano, it ruined <clears throat> a lot of things. But then it also gave life, right? It, gave, it also yeah. gave a little bit of life. To all the vegetation. Mm-hmm. Things started growing plentiful. So there was good and the bad. Yeah. But from the sound of it, it seemed like they had ample time to prepare because it ha- it started happening in September. All right. There's a small volcano that that same volcano popped off. Yeah. And then, you know, they could see, they said they see could see from far away where that volcano was, like thundering and lightning mm. happening around in that area. But it was, it was good. I'd recommend it. Go and visit back to the home front. See the stories that your parents talk about. Where they grew up. But yeah, that's my plan to go back in June. If I can. If not, then December it is. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to go in December. I hear early December is like the time to go. Plane tickets are pretty cheap around then. Mm. Okay. Hey, but uh, for American Airlines, are you guys partners with Fiji Airways? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather buy a confirmed ticket because there's hella standbys that we should (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, it's just better just to buy a confirmed ticket. Yeah. Unless you know... But you'll just need to confirm from LA to Fiji. Um, or probably just all the way through. Yeah, LA to Fiji, Fiji to Tonga. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fiji to Tonga, the plane wasn't that packed. It wasn't. No. Mm. There's barely anybody on it. I seen the plane you guys took. You you guys took a seven thirty seven eight hundred max. So one of the newer planes. I have no idea, but it was a pretty big plane. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's a long plane. Long plane. Mm-hmm. Had like three rows of three, like one, two areas for coach economy. Mm-hmm. And then a business class up front with the pods. Yeah. It's nice, man. Oh man, I don't ever want to travel coach ever again. 
I'm telling you, once I got that taste flying to London, bro, I don't ever want to. I mean, when I flew back in from New Zealand, it was nice, too, because I got the premium upgrade or just the premium seating. It's not first class, not it's coach, but it's premium. It's a little bit more leg room. That's that's nice, too. But, man, um, that's why we need to just become filthy rich so we can have planes and our yachts and our boats down there <laughs> every time. Just go down there during the winter. I'm so happy that you went there. That's so dope, man. Happy yeah. experience too. That was nice. And thanks for you guys' donations, man. That really helped out a lot. Nice. Good. 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 Because because from what I know now, if you ever go to Tonga mm -hmm. and you're worried about what to take, mm -hmm. candy, money. That's yeah. all you need. Hell yeah. Just pass out candy. People love it out there. Mm -hmm. And then money. Because, you know, the third. Yeah. They do well out there. Mm -hmm. They eat. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh food. Farm to table. Ocean to table. I mean, that's one of the things you wanted, right? I just yeah. want to eat, go to the ocean, and just grub. And you did that. Remember you that's were all I did about was that. eat. You know? Yeah. Man, I had the best uh, raw fish with tuna. Mm. Ota. They made otaika with tuna. Tuna fish? Yeah. Mm. Like the tuna that we have at the sushi buffet? Yep. Yeesh. It was Man. good. With, and they had like a purple yams fried. Mm. Oh. So like a sweet potato fries. Mm -hmm. With the, with that raw fish. It was good. Sounds amazing right about now. <laughs> Heck yeah. And then they had some lobster. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, this lobster was huge. Uh-huh. And then I go to take the tail off. Uh -huh. I turn it around, and it was a, it was a late, it was a female lobster. Mm. And because there was a lot of eggs right there. Did you did you consume the eggs too? No, I didn't consume the eggs, just the tail. Mm. But yeah, it was so good, man. Nice. Fresh that can't get can't get no fresher than that. Yep, it was good, man. Telling food tastes different. Experience was wonderful. Emotional and beautiful. Mm -hmm. To see everything, see how they lived. Put names to faces. But yeah, it was good, man. Did you ever? Did you ever get a chance to like Facetime your brothers and sisters and have a group chat or or hit them up while you were down there? No, because I only had Wi-Fi in one at my mm -hmm. uncle's spot, and I was only there just to charge up the phone and then take off. That's why I was only able to send a couple messages and then here and there. Yeah, and then I was out going to see the the town. 
Very cool. But the king, he likes to he likes to visit Eua. Yeah. Yeah. So while we were there on New Year's Day, he was he was at church. He went to church over there. It was Westiana Church. Mm-hmm. In Ewa. So in Ewa. And the church he went to was right on the corner from my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. So we like my first Sunday there, I don't know. I just know that everything is closed on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I get the hitch to go take a walk around. So I go walking and I walk by the church and I see these army guys just standing outside. And I was like, Oh shoot, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be out on Sunday walking. <laughs> <laughs> so then I straight turned around and went back to the to the house. <clears throat> Cause I was gonna walk to just down the street to the gravesite to see my grandma. Uh-huh. And then so then we I went back to the house and my cousin drove me over there. Mm. Good thing he did because it started raining after that. But yeah, we seen the king and queen over there. Okay. And the princess. Mm-hmm. The princess was there too. Going to church for New Year's. Mm. Did you go up and introduce yourself? <laughs> no. But the funny thing is, when I come back to Fatumu, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we go to the Laulea, the beach over there, because my grandparents is bit buried over there too, on my dad's side. Mm-hmm right by the ocean and then um while we're there you know a boat comes and it's the princess she comes to that beach and that's how she came into back to Tonga was through there oh she just mobbed over there from Elwood to that beach yeah dang I guess that's the way they take when they come from Ewa mm-hmm is go through there because if not they'd have to wrap around the whole island and come through Nukualofa versus if they just come from Ewa it's just a straight shot mm, and then just drive into town and then drive into town so you had two opportunities to introduce yourself to the princess pretty much man you should have jumped man bro <laughs> so notice is that is that your family Nah, they didn't. They ain't my family. related. Nah, no, no, no. But shoot, Tech, that could have been a match right there in heaven, bro. <laughs> right there, bro. Oh, did you even? Did you like just wave, man? You just waved and smiled. Though. She would have, she would have beelined right towards you, man. Nah, her security guards are pretty deep. Oh, for real? Yeah, she, they might like that out there. Did they have like eight boats? I think. <clears throat> what? Yeah, but they're like these sixteen-footer aluminum boats. Oh, okay. So they're but there was, it they were mobbing pretty deep. Mm. Man, you need to get a yacht out there. A couple of them. Get a couple yeah. of boats. Nice, man. What else, man? What else did you experience and would like to share with our listeners by your Tongan trip? 
that's about it, man. I think the best part was just getting to know the family, mm-hmm. you know, because I've never met them. Yeah. And just to be able to meet with them and hear stories about my grandparents and my parents, you know, I think that was probably the, the highlight of my whole trip. It's just to hang out with the family. And then also to drive with them around town and then point out like certain things that my parents used to do. Like for instance, my my they they were telling me that my dad mm-hmm. he was like a he went to Atela, which is an all boys school. Mm-hmm. And he was like this, I guess he was like a rocket scientist. Mm. Yeah. And he he just did this demonstration for he was like one of the top guys for the rockets, and I, I never knew that, and I found that pretty interesting when I, they were telling me the stories. That he was one of the top guys to do Man. stuff with rockets out there. <clears throat> like so, like scientists though. Yeah, scientists and engineer. That's look at your nephew, man, Manasa, dude. Yeah, it's just it, it's in the blood. <laughs> Yeah, he's a scientist now too. Isn't that isn't that uh funny how that is how that works out? I'm not surprised he didn't even know that either. Probably no, still the, he still doesn't know. know. I I haven't really talked with them about all this stuff. Mm. But it, yeah, just to just to be able to connect with the family is probably the best thing. Mm. Yeah, you know. And it's, it feels a lot different when you connect with them over there. Yeah, straight up, man. You're in the motherland. Yeah. Right? The middle of the freaking ocean, bro. That's bro. Where, that's where it all happened. <laughs> that's where you come from, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, where, we, that, that's, that's, that's where we come from, man. It was, it was good. <clears throat> nice. That that that'd probably be the, the most exciting part. The highlight of my trip, and then the food. Mm-hmm. I didn't care too much about the sights, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But just to hang out with the family and share a meal with them, mm-hmm. man, that was the best. That's that's the that's where the heart of it all is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the. To the Puaka? Oh my goodness. It's a different level, huh? So succulent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they clean yeah. it better out there, huh? Yeah. It's like hardly any blood that comes out. Yep. Yeah. There was hardly anything. Dude, it was so good and so crispy. And when we ate it, it was like right off the fire. So it was still pretty warm. Mm-hmm. That when you grab try to grab into the meat, it burns your hands. That's how fresh off the fire it was. Skin so crispy. Man. Yeah, it was good, bro. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Good. That's good, man. They say, like, you know, when you know where you come from, then you know where you can go. You ever hear that? Yeah, you know your roots. Then you know where, you, how far you can go, or where you can go. So, yeah, go man. back. 
Yeah. And we no going wonder, back. <laughs> no wonder why the, the rest of the world is so lost. Yeah, you can kind of relate that, correlate that to that. <clears throat> like we're in a different game, right? Here in the States, we're and everywhere else, we're all trying to survive somehow, trying to make a living in advance seems like right we have more stipulations against us like taxes and rent and bills and health medical bills the the island life seems a little bit more like uh low-key more grounded Mm -hmm. more or less right kind of simple and what i notice out there is time moves slow Mm. not a you know, like over here, it seems like you don't. There's not enough time in the day. You got stuff to do. You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Out there, it just just felt like time was just. You had all the time in the world. Because mm. every time I'd be thinking, it's like four or five o'clock, and it's only noon, one o'clock. Mm. Still had plenty of time to do stuff. <clears throat> yeah. It goes to show, is our life, the way we live our lives, better? You know, probably not. Different. Um, I I think it's, there's, there's so much value in hearing you say that and what perspective it gives to what we have here versus what they have there. I don't think better is a good way to say it, right? It's um, different. You know, it, it gives valuable perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it was just totally different. It just felt like time was just like you you could go to work, come home, take a nap, and still have plenty of time to do stuff. Here it just feels like you ain't got time to take a nap. Just a fifteen minute quick shut eye and then gotta keep going. Mm. It's probably why they live longer out there. Less stress. Yeah. And it seems like they're always, you know, us, we we we, we live a lot comfortable. We got cars. We ain't got to walk to places. We ain't got to do. We ain't got to go farm our own food. Over there, they do a lot of, like, physical activity that keeps them moving that I think makes them live longer as well, you know? Mm. Like, for instance, uh, my aunt, coach's grandma, she's going to be 90 this year, and she still walks to church. You know? She, she'll get out and do a little bit of gardening, you know, just for her just to get out and move and do stuff like that. First, I think that helps out a lot. But yeah, seemed like I was there forever just because time went by so slow. I mean, they do call that place the land where time begins. That's they're right on the you know that line international day line. Yeah. Oh, that's where the hotel name comes from. 
Dateline <laughs> Hotel. Okay, now I'm, I'm connecting the two. Hello, slow. But yeah, awesome tech. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. And you know, the, you know, I want to give a shout out to your mom, Auntie Malika, because uh, you know when we first started out this podcast, I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but when we started off, we had one per like we had one fan. She was the number one number one fan of our our little Fakamuna podcast, and it was <laughs> Tex's mom, Auntie Malika. She was one of the biggest fans. She just, she kept encouraging us to keep going, don't stop, keep going. It's like a good thing for us to do. So. You know, shout out to you, Tech, going back to your roots and and linking up with your your mom's uh, sister and being able to connect with her and uh, you know what I mean that's that's deep, bro. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that was the highlight of my trip, man. It's just me and the family. Nice. Yeah, bro. Definitely, this is not the last time you go back, and we're definitely all trying to go this time. So. December, definitely, I'm definitely going with wifey and the rest of the fam down in December. Jake, you're invited. You have a place to stay out there, roll through. But tech, hopefully you 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 are going to go back in June and do your thing. Get another trip and say hi to your friend for us. Tell us <laughs> to tune in. We're not we're going to keep this off the podcast, but you know, don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> We'll see how many listens we get from Tonga now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hopefully, I don't. I don't think you had a chance to do that. But yeah, next time when we're down there, we're buying SIM cards and we're gonna listen to our podcast. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm so happy you went. So glad to hear your experience, bro. It's so deep. It's so it's so good because you're my age, and I haven't. I was born there, right? I was born in Tonga, but never been back, man. So. It's good to hear your recount or your, you know, recollection and your experience that you had there. That's so rich, right? It's so rich. Yeah. You can't get that. You can't get that, man. You, you have to go down there and experience it for yourself. But yeah, man, hopefully we got a little glimpse, got a little taste of it. And thanks for sharing, man. Appreciate you for doing that. Yeah. Anytime, man. I think everyone should go at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, some might like it, some might hate it, but yeah. It's a spiritual experience, emotional yeah, one too, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you, wherever, whatever island you are listening here from or wherever you are, wherever you are from the Pacific or even if you're not from the Pacific, if you're from Germany or Ireland or whatever, it'd be good to go back to your roots and just get connected again to where your family, your original family people came from. I think it'd be good, good thing for everybody. But Oh, yeah. But yeah, shout out to you, Tech. Thank you for sharing. And um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Um, anything else we want to say before we close this up? No, I'm I'm good, man. It's glad to be back, man. Thanks, you guys, for donating to the operations, many operations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it it came in good. It was. A, I'm glad to be back. Nice, man. Glad to have you back. Jake? Good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's it's just good to hear when it comes down to it, the most important thing is family, right? And Mm. the family and where you come from and connecting with that. And um, 
you know, th remembering that having the forward thinking that like the legacy that you're going to leave going forward, but mm. how you want to leave your legacy going forward. It's important to know where you came from, you know, so that you're putting your legacy in its proper place, I think. So it's just a really good lesson kind of resonates from all the stuff that you said that, and I can only imagine it seemed like it was almost, it was hard to put the experience into words because it was just so impactful, but glad you got to share that with us. And, um, hopefully our listeners were able to feel some of that as well. Thanks again for uh, tuning in. Be sure to, again, subscribe to our all our social media. We're trying to grow it, especially our YouTube. Hit the link in the bio, and please subscribe. We're trying to grow that, that little part of our our uh, social media. So on behalf of me, Tech, and Jake, we are the encouragers. You guys have a great week, and good night.